All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. I appreciate 34 years as a scout, man. You are a sucker for punishment, Ross. I love it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, um, uh, you know, you got a big honor that I want to talk about in a second. But, um, man, that is that is quite the career in scouting. But you had a very unique entrance to get into scouting. Because there's a lot of people out there that are big fans of hockey that, you know what, uh, I know the game has changed a lot. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to follow your passion, even if you don't know that's what your passion is going to be. So take me a little bit down memory lane when it comes to uh, how you got into scouting. Yeah, it was uh, actually uh, accidental. Um, I had uh, you know finished playing college hockey in Regina and uh, got my education degree and started teaching. And uh, someone guilted me into coaching, uh, you know, to give back to the game, not just to take away from the game. So, you know, I, I started coaching, and it was at the Bantam level. And at that time, there was no... Uh, bantam draft we just listed players um and the mushar warriors barry trap was the general manager asked me if i would uh if i would scout and i said scout i mean i wasn't even sure what all that meant and he said well you're coaching bantam you see a good player you know let us know we'll put him on the list and uh we'll go from there and then uh, vancouver was looking for somebody uh to do it part-time and so i got hired uh got hired by vancouver and then uh some teams were asking if i'd like to do it full-time so i uh I went to the school board and got a leave, leave of absence 30 years ago. Uh, did a couple years at Buffalo, and then uh, the last 27 I've been with, uh, with the Washington Capitals. And you know, scouting has uh, has has evolved significantly. I would think, like I, I would, 
like back when you first started scouting, how did you get your reports in to the teams? Yeah, it, it boy, has it ever uh, evolved. Uh, when I first started with Vancouver and even with Buffalo, uh, you know, you'd go to the game and make your notes and go home and and uh, fill out a form in triplicate, and then you would send two copies into the office on Monday morning and keep one copy for yourself. Uh, so uh, there were no computers. You know, there were no uh, even cell phones weren't around at that time. Uh, so, you know, after a game, you'd also go back to your hotel and the little red light would be blinking on your on your phone in your room and you'd get all the messages and return the calls uh, the next morning. So, yeah, the technology has really uh, changed since when I first began. What about the scouting itself? Like the the games evolve so much, right? Like the, you used to look for you know big physical defensemen who could fight and you know maybe just off the glass and out. And you know nowadays you know there's so much about skill and you want puck movers all over the ice and you know you you want forwards who who play maybe a different style than ever before. As a guy who's scouted over the, you know, three different decades, what's been the biggest challenge for you to continue to grow and evolve as a scout? You know, I mean, uh, you're right how things have really changed. I mean, even scouting staffs have really changed. I mean, when I first started, the staffs were pretty small. And, you know, basically we had, uh, you know, the different leagues in North America. Um, and then we had, uh, you know, Russia, Sweden, Finland. And at the very beginning when I was there, Czechoslovakia. You know, now it's uh, really expanded, especially in Europe and in all the, you know, the Western League, the Ontario League, the Quebec League, uh, the USHL, they've all increase the teams that they have in their league. So it's changed that way in the size of the staffs. Um, I think as far as, you know, in general with the scouting, you want to try to stay ahead of the, the curve a little bit and be aware of maybe rule changes, which, you know, a number of years ago when we kind of changed the game and there wasn't as much hooking and holding and, you know, uh, especially kind of holding up people in neutral zone, you know, I think it really opened it up for maybe smaller players that were really skilled and had quick feet and, uh, and could think the game really fast. So you kind of have to adjust your uh, your philosophy and, and kind of what you're doing a little bit, depending on, on rule changes also. Like I said, trying to stay ahead of the game and, and what's uh, which way the game's headed. Ross, I got a note from uh, from Shane Malloy, the Western Canadian Professional Hockey Scouts Foundation, and they, they had a big announcement uh, earlier this week. Uh, Patty, uh, Janelle, and yourself uh, both honored uh, in the, you know from that uh, that Scouts Foundation. You, you've been around for so long. C- kind of tell me a little bit about you know it, no no one does a job to get recognized, but it, it's nice when someone recognizes uh, the job you've done. Yeah, it really is. And I, you know, the, the foundation just started about a year ago. Um, and I, you know, the idea there was to honor scouts past and present. Um, you know, we, we don't want to lose, uh, you know, some of these guys who were icons in the, in the past, you know, the Lauren Davises and Barry Frazers and Jerry Melnick, you know, uh, Patty Janelle, um, you know, and, and present day scouts like Mike Penny, Ron DeLorme. And so, you know, our thought process behind that was to uh, to have a wall of honor, and uh, we're fortunate enough to be able to do this in Okotoks in the arena. Um, we got a real good relationship there with the with the Okotoks people, and uh, you know, we also thought that you know all of us have been so fortunate to be able to to have a job and to work in an industry that we you know that we love. Um, we have a strong obligation and a commitment to give back to the charities and communities and individuals that we think could benefit from our uh, support and financial assistance. So it's almost twofold, you know, where you're recognizing uh, the scouts, like I said, from, uh, you know, from Western Canada and also, 
be able to help, uh, like I said, the communities and, and individuals and charities uh, that could use our help. We are joined by uh, Ross Mahoney. He's uh, currently the assistant uh, general manager of the Washington Capitals. Uh, has been uh, involved in the NHL for 34 years with Vancouver, Buffalo, in the last 27 with the uh, the Capitals. Of course, you, you were director of amateur scouting, so you, you know the pressure slash excitement it is, uh, you know, especially when it comes draft day and leading up to it. But I kind of want to go back, like what in, in early days, or maybe it was year 10, or maybe it was year 15. Was there one or two pieces of advice that you got from someone who really helped you improve as a scout? Yeah, you know what? I think probably one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, to, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you have to have the, the you know, the commitment and, uh, you have to you know, be willing to uh, put in some long hours. Um, it's a lot of time away from, from home. You have to have a real understanding uh, wife and children. Um, but I think, you know, sit back and listen. You can learn a lot by listening, you know, and, and I think the older scouts are always been, they've been fantastic at mentoring younger scouts, you know, I'm sure in each, in each organization. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but I, I think, and being a good team player, you know, being a good member. I mean, it's a scouting staff. It's almost like a scouting team. And you, you really have to respect each other because, uh, you know, these guys are all, they're all good scouts. They're all proud. You know, they all play the game at some level. And when you have meetings and that, they're all going to come with a different list. And But at the end of the day, you know, your list will be the Washington Capitalist. And you go out and, and you make some good picks and, uh, and hopefully, you know, keep the shelves stocked for your team. Who is the one or two guys that? Because I, I know I've talked to a lot of GMs, and they're like, "Man, I really like it when my scouts, you know, really go to bat for a guy, and it becomes a good, healthy debate and conversation. Uh, you know, whether it's on the draft table or the pre-draft meetings. Over the years in, in your scouting, has there been? And I'm not talking top five guys because I think those ones are, are necessarily a little bit easier at times. Although maybe there's more debate there. You never know. But who are some guys that that you looked at? You know, looking back that are, that you really uh, felt strongly about on draft day. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I guess I, when I look back at the team we had that won the Stanley Cup, um, I know our scouts really uh, had strong feelings about Braden Holpe and also Philip Grubar. You know, and we uh, we had drafted both Philip and Braden in the fourth round, um, and they ended up uh, you know being really good goalies for us, and uh, you know played a huge part in our. Uh, our kind of road to uh, to the Stanley Cup win that year. What about the Mike Green pick? Uh, you being a Western Canadian scout, uh, way back, like, he was—I think he was 28th overall uh, in in 2004. Maybe he's 29th, 28th or 29th. Uh, you know, he turned out to be an unreal defenseman, right? One of the few guys in NHL history to score 30 goals. What do you remember of Mike Green, the young D-man? And you look at, because he dropped late in, in that 2004 draft class. But when you think about it, Ovechkin and Green in the same draft class in the same rounds, a pretty good first round. Yeah, we got Mike there right at the very end of the draft, as you, or first round, as you said. Um, our Western Canada scouts, Daryl Baumgartner and, and also... Uh, you know, I had uh, Marty Puglia, Steve Bowman, you know, they're kind of crossing over into that area. And, you know, they really liked Mike's offensive ability. Uh, he could really skate. They had a tremendous shot. Um, you know, he had really good vision. Um, you know, the team he played for, Saskatoon Blades, at that time, they were, uh, you know, they weren't the strongest team in the Western Hockey League. So, you know, Mike played huge minutes, um, which was probably both good and bad, you know, with, 
it allowed us to, you know, know that he would be able to do that in the future, you know, play big minutes. But uh, it was also probably a little bit tough on him. I think he maybe tried to do a little too much by himself, trying to help the team out. But, uh, yeah, Mike was uh, played very well for us. I mean, uh, I think the one year Mike had 31 goals, which is yep. good for, uh, for uh, defensemen in the National Hockey League. Uh, especially in the time when there wasn't a ton of goals uh, being scored. Uh, looking as a scout, when you're the director of amateur scouting, c- can you kind of give us a little peek behind the curtain, um, you know, to have the final say, do you view all the players? You, you, like how many views did you feel you needed on a player to have a really good, confident feel about them? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I think sometimes it might depend on the player as to how many views you need, but you know, I think you try to get some views early in the season, kind of mid-season, and then uh, and then late season. Um, so the number really, like I said, it probably depends on uh, on the player. Uh, you know, in some players, maybe you end up with a few more views just because uh, they could be playing on, let's say, the Swedish, you know, under-18 team, and you probably see them play in three or four tournaments during the year. So you might end up with a few more views on a on a player like that. Ross Mahoney joins us. He is the assistant general manager of the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, 34 years uh, as a scout and working in uh, in management, the last 27 with them uh, just honored by the uh, Western Canadian Professional Hockey Scouts uh, Foundation. And Ross, uh, what would you, uh, if for people nowadays who want to get into the scouting ranks, how do you get in? What's the best advice that you would look for people and where's, where's the best place to start? You know, I... I kind of like the, the path that I took, you know, like I said, the accidental path that I, that I took to begin with. But I think, you know, you get yourself on with a, with a junior team, um, you know, and start working for them. And I, I think, you know, you end up learning a lot probably from the uh, veteran scouts on that junior team. And then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you get the attention of an NHL team and get on part-time and which leads to full-time, you know? So I think that would be my, my advice for a younger person would be, you know, probably get a hold of a junior team, um, whether it's in the Western Hockey League or, you know, a, a junior A team, and uh, and start uh, going to games and, and start uh, learning. It's it's a uh, it's a process for sure, you know, and it's like anything else. I think experience means a lot. Um, so, and that would be my, my advice too. And and you know what, be a sponge. You know, we just listen to what some of these veteran guys are are talking about. I mean, they're not going to tell you the secrets of their team, but there are, you know, kind of things in general, I guess, that go along with scouting that you can probably pick up on and and learn learn from them. Did you have a mentor or anyone who played a real big part in, in helping you become a better scout? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, I was so spoiled um, when I got on with the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, Pat Quinn was the uh, president, the general manager, and the head coach. And uh, Brian Burke was assistant GM, I think, my first couple of years. And then George McPhee came in as the assistant GM, um, you know, Mike Penny hired me. He was the director of scouting, and I kind of worked uh, under Ron DeLorme and Jack McCartan. Um, so I was so fortunate that, uh, you know, these guys were such not just great coaches and scouts and managers, but just unbelievable people, you know. And then I get on full-time in Buffalo, and I, and I go on to work with, uh, you know, John Muckler and, and Larry Carrier and Don Luce and, once again, I just thought, you know, what a what a lucky experience. I mean, you look at what John Muckler did in his career as a as a coach and manager. You know, it's, like I said, I was so fortunate to be able to work with such high quality people and such, uh, you know, really professional in, in in the game. And they had so much experience. And uh, like I said, really really fortunate. And then, you know, George uh, McPhee ended up hiring me in in Washington, and it's. Uh, it's been a fun ride. The organization's been been great. One last one for you, quick, Ross, about uh, your Washington Capitals team. I, I think they've surprised a lot of people. You know, despite lots of injuries, uh, despite struggling to score goals, they just continue to win with sound defense. And you know, you beat a lot of good people. Oh, they're going to start losing. And then you beat the Rangers, and then you beat the Canucks. And um, give me kind of your thoughts and the evaluation. What you've seen the first half from your Capitals? Yeah, you know what, I, I think uh, we got off to a slow start, like you said, and then we had a pretty good run. I think we went 8-1-1, one, and one. and then, uh, you know, we've been, like you said, we've been battling those injuries, And but we got some high-character people in that dressing room, and, uh, you know, it seems like if somebody gets hurt, the next man up, you know, really steps up and contributes. I think, you know, we made a coaching change, and Spencer Carberry's come in, and a, a young guy, he's really intelligent, he's a he's a great communicator, Um you know, I think he's brought in some, some uh, you know, different systems. Um, the guys have really bought into it, and uh, it's, it's it's been uh, it's been really good so far. It's uh, especially like you said with uh, all the injuries that we've had, especially to some of our uh, our key players. Well, uh, Ross, congratulations on the award. Uh, continued success with the Capitals. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 